Hi there, Lindsay here. Today, we're bringing you an encore of episode 22 of the podcast, where we talk about leaning on encouragement rather than praise, and how greatly that can benefit your relationship with the children in your life. One more thing before we dive in. Are you local to the Delray Beach area? If so, we'd love to see you this Saturday, November 4th, at our new annual Sunflower event, Eat, Play, Give. Join us for a playful evening enjoying delicious food, launching Sunflower's 30th anniversary giving season, and giving thanks to Jennifer Ligetti, our outgoing board president. Indulge in an array of hot and cold appetizers, a fresh harvest salad, and a playful build-your-own-nacho bar, all designed to cater to a variety of dietary needs. And for dessert, we'll be serving the much-loved homemade lemon cake enjoyed at our last donor party, along with yummy gluten-free cookies. This night will be filled to the brim with a mix of silly and skillful games, with opportunities to win prizes along the way. Throughout the evening, you'll have the chance to use your donations to gain an advantage in the games, help someone else get ahead, or simply add a twist to the gameplay. You can also participate in a 50-50 raffle, where the proceeds will be evenly split between the lucky winner and Sunflower Creative Arts. This event marks the launch of our 30th anniversary Full Bloom campaign. We've set an ambitious goal to raise $420,000 over the next two years to help support our school, all of our invaluable programs, our annual scholarship fund, and our wonderful staff. As we celebrate 30 years of Sunflower Creative Arts and those that helped us to get here, we invite you to help us ensure that Sunflower will be in a strong position to nurture our children today and for the next 30 years. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Hi there, I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida. You're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. Hi, I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Hmm. So we want to tell a story. It's one of our big stories, I think. Uh, is super powerful. Um, and it is all about encouragement, creating a, a space of encouragement and a and really a mindset of encouragement rather than doing things for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you you know when you know that they that they're in the process of being able to do it for themselves mm-hmm. and um, rather than jumping in there and, and doing something for them, making the space for them to be able to do it for themselves. And we'll talk about the language around that, but I want to tell this story. Um, we were in a space that had a regular climbing set, you know, a regular playground set with um, a ladder that you had to climb up into a tower and then there was a slide that that could come down and attached to that was some bucket swings you know two bucket swings there were bucket swings and there was a little girl that we had 
who spent the most part of one almost one whole year primarily in the bucket swing and being pushed. And she observed, you know, she just observed the whole um, the whole space. And you could tell by the way she would, and she would talk very, very softly, but she would be observing and talking about everybody that was out there in the playscape while she was just swinging, just swinging. And at, and it was a very long time that she was in that swing until she felt safe enough or she needed to move to something else. And we see this all the time. There are kids that are just with the hose in the water for yes. four months, you know, or they're just building for four months mm-hmm. or in the invention table. Um, and so this was not unusual. And we give, we give children the time and the space to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So she got out of the bucket swing and she watched while from that swing and when she was out of the swing, she watched the children climb up that ladder up into the tower and be up there exploring around and then slide down the side. And what I noticed was that she got closer and closer to that ladder and she was really watching the kids go up. And sometimes, you know, four kids would come and she would stand back far away from the ladder and then come in close and watch. And if it was somebody that she knew or was closer to, maybe she would get a little closer. So I decided that I was going to just be there in the space and I was going to try my best not to say anything at all because I knew in my adult self, I knew that she wanted to go up there and I wanted to make it all her own thing that, that she, when she decided that she could do that, um, so I didn't say, oh, do you want to go up? You know, hey, you could put one foot in front. You know, oh, look, Joey's doing it. Look, watch Lindsay. She's climbing up there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say any, anything like that. I really let it be. And it was a long process. And I got to watch it on. It was one of the most amazing and informative things for me that really shaped the way I thought about Sunflower for the rest of the, rest of the time. Oh. And so this was probably, hmm, how many years? Probably 15, 15 years ago. So I'm watching her. I'm not saying anything. And what she, what I saw one day, and this is over at least a two, two three-week period, okay. if not a full month. So one day I saw her when nobody was around. She looked around. She saw that nobody was coming. She went over and she put her foot on the bottom rung. Uh. And took it off right away, as if it was like on fire or something. <laughs> she went over, she put her foot on the rung, and she took it off right away. She didn't say anything. She did that for a few days. And then she went over, put her foot on, left it there for a minute, took her foot off, and without looking at me said, Can I go on that ladder, Susan? <laughs> I said, Yes, you can. So she did that more. And she would, little by little, over the course of a week, she would step on the first rung and then maybe put the next foot on and step back down again, let kids go up. And every once in a while, she asked me, can I climb up this ladder, Susan? I said, yes, you can. (laughs) Just like that. And so over the course of time, this little person got the courage to climb all the way up. 
So, of course, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. All I've been saying is, yes, you can. <laughs> and um, Triumphant moment. Right. So she gets all the way up to the top. She sits up there. I, of course, inside me, I'm wanting to say, yes, oh, my God, you, you made it, you did it, the whole thing. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, she had a really quiet voice. She got up there. She had the most satisfying look on her face. You know, you could feel in her every molecule. And she said, Susan, I climbed up that ladder. <laughs> and I... I didn't say anything. I just looked at her and and I nodded. <laughs> it was such a practice for me. And so she did that and then and then in that very very day she said, "I did it. I climbed up this ladder. I climbed up here, Susan. I climbed up here." And then she looked out and she said, "I climbed up here, Lindsay, Joey. I'm up here. I climbed up the ladder." Now I'm in the tower, saying it in that tone of voice to all the people out there. Mm. And some of the kids came up and they saw her there and they said, hey, you're, you're up here. Did you climb up? Yeah, I climbed up here. I'm up here. And so then she had to get up the courage to go down the slide or climb back down the ladder. And so she did that quicker than all the other stuff. But mind-blowing, right? Yeah. Um, and... She didn't need me to say, good job, wow, you did it, what a great climber you are, or even, hey, you put one foot over the other and got up there. She needed nothing from me. And it just gave me, and and of course, that's what I practice, but it just made it all the stronger in me, in my my molecules, Mm -hmm. because I could see how... That was totally within her. You know, she did do it all by herself. There was nothing else. And she got up there. Yeah. So the encouragement. So what did I, what did I say? She asked me the question. I said, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Just, just that much. Yes. What is so striking to me is that quiet tone of voice and the look of satisfaction and how to me that suggests that she was experiencing this feeling of fulfillment. It was genuine satisfaction in her own being, Mm -hmm. not based on desiring a certain reaction from a grown up. And I know from my own experience being a child, that there is a major difference between those feelings. That I did that because I wanted to versus I did that because I wanted my mommy to see that I did it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she didn't care that you were watching. She really didn't need you to see her do it. She would have done it anyway because... That was what she wanted. And that is so deep and teaches a, that intrinsic motivation right, that we talk say, about. You know, it's totally intrinsic motivation. And as adults, if we think about it, the things that we do well don't come because we're trying to please someone right. or, or get a good grade. It comes from that intrinsic motivation that, that 
undeniable drive that we have to learn and to be and to explore and wonder and to play all of that you can't stop that and and we do get in the way as adults if we make it about us you know Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you i had to fight with myself not to just go crazy when she got up there because you were proud mm -hmm, i was i was but it wasn't about me yep and um Oh, that's profound. Yeah. And I have not always done that in my life. You know, that was a moment. And we actually have that on on tape. We have that film. Really? I have to dig it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people always say, oh, my, you know, I know he can, I know he can put his own clothes on, but he just won't do it. You know, Mm -hmm. he just wants me to do it. Mommy, mommy. uh, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, I don't know how Mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. So the encouraging words that we can use, how do you, how do you give encouragement rather than just doing something for your child? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of climbing trees, Mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, an experience I had as a seedlings teacher where there was a very adept climber and he could climb so high in the trees and he was so little that it, it, it was both inspiring and terrifying <laughs> to see him. Uh, and there was one time when he saw a taller child dropping down onto his arms on a branch and swinging down to the ground. And he wanted to try. And I saw him let go of, like, let his feet leave the branch behind Mm -hmm. him and so that he was hanging. And he was in over his depth. He, He became very afraid to let go. But another kind of unconventional uh, way of being in the space uh, at Sunflower that we have is we do not help children into the trees and we don't put chairs so that they can climb into the branches from the chair. And although you might say, oh, well, they're not tall enough to climb it, so they need a boost or whatever the reasoning may be. What we do when we do that is we prevent the child from learning their own body and the limits of their own body and how to gauge how safe do they feel in a given situation. So this child, as I explained, was very experienced with climbing trees. And so was he always? No, He started out not knowing how to climb trees, but we allowed him to experiment and learn how to shift his weight, how to find the next biggest branch, all of those rules of tree climbing that we take for granted. Mm -hmm. He was operating with all of that knowledge from his experience. It was just when he reached a, a place that he hadn't been yet that our instinct is to get in there and like save him. Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. But because of my training and because I had uh, other teachers around me supporting me in this decision, me and another teacher stood under him. And we said, you're really scared right now. You're saying you want to come down. It is safe for you to let go. You're going to 
fall a couple feet, you're going to land on your feet. We're right here. You're not, you're not going to hurt yourself. And he clung to that branch shaking mm-hmm. and losing muscle strength at, mm-hmm. in, in his fear of letting go. Mm-hmm. But rather than pick him up and put him on the ground, we let him shake and struggle until he, he let go mm-hmm. and he landed on his feet. And, you know, five minutes later, he was back in that tree. Right. <laughs> so I think that that is the best example I have of Yeah. Of no, that. That's an excellent one. And, and you have to give your kids information. So um, rather than doing it for them, but to give them the information. So you've probably gone through and, and, and give them, given them the rules of, of tree climbing, which we are not going to put you up. You need to do all those micro motions to get up into where you need to be, where you want to be in and the tree. And to get back down again. And because you've gone up and you can get down. Um, and the whole idea that, you know, test the branches but never put your put your weight never put your foot on a, a branch that is thicker that that is thinner than your arm it has mm-hmm. to be at least as thick as your arm for it to be able to hold you mm-hmm. so they really you know so you're giving them information you're not just saying okay go ahead figure out how to climb a tree right. they're doing that but there are some rules that you can give them or some some tips and the same thing like with shoes. So you've said, okay, well, you've got your sock on, then you can get your toe in first and then, you know, s- step down and get your heel in, whatever whatever the, the method is that you're going to, you know, give them some, some tips, some tools. And um, so then little by little with the shoe thing, and, and that holds true with the bathroom situation as well. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell them, you know... Um, what they need to do to be able to wipe themselves and, you know, the front to back and all of those kinds of things. And here's how you keep your hand from getting poop on it, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And then they they build their skills and they build their confidence. And you're encouraging them by saying things like, I know you can do it. I know you can do it. It feels hard right now, but give it a try. And if you need some help, yell and I'll come back and I'll help you out. Um, in the process of things, but you're moving towards that independence. Also making space for them to do it really not right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times first. Yeah. And, uh, I think we can get this timeline in our minds as grown ups that uh, I've told you how to do this a hundred times. Like, you know, I, I'm just waiting on you to do it. And that, is uh, not providing the kind of support that is needed, which is practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need more opportunities to practice what you've told them um, before they can know it for themselves and not just parrot what you said. Mm-hmm. And for you to be really honest in, you know, in, I always say in every molecule of your body, know that they are going to be able to do it, mm-hmm. that they, Believe that, you know, they're, they're screaming, I can't get my shoe on. I can't, oh, I want to go to the birthday party, but I can't get my shoe on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you, you say, I know you can do it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. take your time. You know how to do it. I know you can do it and walk away and let them struggle with it. And then, you know, even by themselves, they're going to have that satisfaction of completing that task. Um, there's a good, there's, you know, Michelle Obama's book, The Light We Carry. Mm. I've been reading it lately. And she gives an example 
of her mother saying her mother saying that if my hands are in there then nothing is happening you know as far and, and in relation to the children knowing how to do something themselves and so you know walking walking around the corner to your friend's house you know how do you get that skill and it really has so much to do with your 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 guide your guardian knowing that you know, feeling in every molecular body that, yes, you can do this. You can do this. You've given them the, the rules. You've given them the guidance, the tools they need. And then you need to let them go. You need to get your hands out of there mm-hmm. so and that they them. can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge thing, the confidence. That's how you build confidence. It's not You can't give somebody confidence. Yeah. You make space for them to, to have the experiences to build their own confidence. So, yeah, encouragement. It's yeah. so important. You can encourage your children. <laughs> you can do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening today to share your thoughts, feelings, stories, all kinds of comments, whatever comes to mind when you listen to our little conversations. We would love to hear from you. You can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions.